I know that a weakness of mine is the ability to celebrate, to make a big deal of things. I never learned that skill growing up. It's not important to me at all. And I dropped the ball on that. So we'll take a little bit of an honest look at my area that I need to grow in in this podcast. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, why date night should still be a big deal. I thought you were going to stumble over that. You nailed it. I First did. time. Okay. Well done. Moving on. Thank you. Um, topic. Well, I had a couple ideas. One from the email that we got about the newly married couple who has been stuck in the house together forever right. since COVID and yep. wondering like, is it okay that I want some space? Right. But I wanted to add in addition to that, the value of taking your spouse out on a date and how that kind of goes along with this question about we've been stuck together for right. all this time. Right. And I would suspect that some guys would go, I'm with my wife all the time right now. Why do I need to take her on a date? Or I can't take her on a date because nothing's open. We can't go anywhere. Right. And I was just thinking that you still need to date your wife regardless of the situation. Yeah. And maybe this person who wrote the email who's been stuck with her husband for all year long since they're newly married, maybe if they were doing things that were date-like, right? it might make being together more enjoyable. Does that make sense? It does make sense, and we can absolutely talk about it. I already feel internally a little bit of hesitation because I don't think I do great at this. Oh, I wasn't <clears throat> even thinking of you at all when we I don't, was talking We don't about have it. a set date night every week or every other week or once a month. No, no, we don't. But even though we're at home together all the time right. because of COVID, we do make time to do things together that's enjoyable. True. We don't call them date night. We don't take call them going out on a date, but we do do special things together for sure. Right. And now that I've tried to make you look better and feel better, <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, we don't do a lot of dates and that does make me a little sad. It, it should. And rightly so. I know that a weakness of mine is the ability to celebrate to make a big deal of things. I never learned that skill growing up. It's not important to me at all. And I dropped the ball on that. So we'll take a little bit of an honest look at my area that I need to grow in in this podcast and tell me how does it make you feel when we don't get to go out on as many dates or why would it be important or what does it feel like you're missing out on? This is your show today. Well, thanks a lot. I feel like I just threw myself under the bus. (laughs) Let me just add this. We'll come back to the email that we got. Correct, because it all ties in, for sure. Because it all ties in. I think that not going out on dates or doing more things feels like I'm just not quite as important as I used to be, or I'm not sure that that's even it, but it does feel a little bit like not, not, not being thought of. I'm not putting as much effort into our relationship and you. I'm not as intentional. Right. Again, when we're dating... You have to be pretty intentional to find the girl first, then find the venue, find the time, pursue her, ask her out, make it a priority. Right. Well, and I think right now, particularly, 
it's super duper easy for you to go, well, there's no place open, so why bother thinking about it? Right. I mean, is that, I, I just know that a couple times we've talked about going out to eat and you're like, well, there's no place to go. But I keep seeing people posting that they're out. And Yeah, it's not COVID for me at all. It right. is COVID, yes, but we can't really go anywhere because of a lot of your food restrictions and a lot of the sensitivities you have. And so finding the place that actually does work for you is very, very narrow. And, and again, I don't want to say that I'm blaming you, even though it would sound very much like I'm blaming you, like it's your fault. But we really don't have a lot of options and we don't invest into this, meaning we don't drop a huge chunk of change to do this. We right. don't go to $50 a plate meals very right. often. We are the proverbial Red Robin. Because we'd rather spend our money on other things. On other things. Even though I have the food limitations and other limitations, it's still just nice to know that my husband has thought about it and yep. said, hey, I really want to take you here. This is where I think would be great to go. Do you think this will work for you? It's the same reason why you like store-bought cards. You used to like store-bought cards. You still like store-bought cards because it's not about the card. It's about the thought. The it's time about the, and the effort and he, the thought. He, that He remembered, first of all. Right. Then he took the time and energy to drive to the store. Then he looked around to pick the right car. Then he actually wrote something in it. And then he gave it to me at the right time and date and place. Right. Exactly. That's five things right there. It <laughs> says, look at me. I'm special. And, <laughs> and gets you a, big brownie points. And a date night the exact same thing. Right. Right. It comes back to the same theme that I have heard over and over and, and and espoused over and over initiation is sexy yeah women want men to initiate and this is just initiating pursuing your heart right pursuing deeper relationship with you that's why dates are important it's not about the fondue pot it's not no. about the really bad movie it's about being intentional right yeah spending time away from the norm of the house and the things that go on in the house and the things that get distracted and mm -hmm. you've got kids and you've got a pet and you've got this and you've got work and you've got the kitchen and you've got the laundry and you've got all of this stuff and we can do stuff together at home. Mm -hmm. And we've been very intentional about doing things together at home, mm -hmm. which feels nice mm -hmm. and I feel cared for and you feel cared for. But there's something different about getting out of the place that you live mm -hmm. where there's all those distractions and doing something intentional together to build the relationship to to grow and to uh, rekindle and just make sure that that foundation yep. is still there. Yep. And even for me, I hate to admit this, but it actually feels like a little test every time. Really? Because it's like, okay, are you paying attention? Do you actually know what your wife likes? Huh. Or are you guessing each time and you're hoping you know? Or have you actually paid attention? This is where one of our sons has this amazing gift. Sam oh my goodness, he is does. just wired to... Pay attention to know what people want. And so when it's their birthday, when it's Christmas, he goes, I think they're going to really want this. And it's the absolute perfect present yes. every time without any misses so far. Yeah, he it's just, amazing. He knows what people want and because he's attentive, mm -hmm. because he's just very observant in that way. Makes me love the heck out of him. He's just a great kid. But that's not a natural gifting or strength that I have at no. all. It takes a lot more energy and effort for me to think about, hey, wait a second. What has she said she liked? Have I been paying attention? Right. Well, and, and I will give you a little bit of a break there because I don't always know what I like and my tastes and flavors change sure. all the time. Sure. And 
we were talking about that in the car. What are your flavors? What yeah. do you like? What yeah. figuring that out for my own self? Mm-hmm. If I don't know that, mm-hmm. you certainly aren't going to know it. Right. So you do have to do a little bit of guessing. Yeah, for sure. I think this plays into the email they, that we got from someone here. I'll, I'll read it. I'll summarize it here. It says, my husband and I got married in late 2019, just before the pandemic hit. So the majority of our marriage, we've been at home together uh, with not much to do besides uh, stay home. Sometimes it feels so nice to be apart. I recently found myself feeling like, thank God, when he had to run some errands and be gone for part of the day. After a few straight days of being at home with no new experiences to talk about, we get a little irritable with one another. Is this a normal and okay way to feel about your spouse? Or does this indicate that something may not be solid in the relationship? That's a good question. It's a really good question. Do you have ideas and answers? Uh, I have a few, but I want to hear what you have to say first, and I'll interject. Sure, 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 sure. The short answer, the easy answer is no, it isn't always indicative that there's something wrong with the marriage. It actually could mean something's wrong with the marriage, but it doesn't mean it always is something wrong with the marriage. I'm going to say that this probably comes back more to wiring and personality. Yes. People who are just introverted and they recharge by themselves. It doesn't mean that they dislike people. It means that they also enjoy time by themselves. That's how they get their energy back into their system. And so when you are stuck in a house for days on end without any end in sight, it's not because you dislike your spouse. It's just you dislike them because they're a person who's in your space. Exactly. And if you were married to someone else, you would feel the exact same thing. So it's not a personal dislike or vendetta against your spouse. It is a anybody, whether it was my spouse or my son or right. my business partner or, you know, something else. I just need probably time away because I enjoy that. And that that fills my cup in some way. Right. I was actually thinking about when the kids were younger and they'd go to school and I would their first day of school. Yep. I would turn the music on as soon as they all left the house. I would turn the music on full blast and dance around for 10 minutes with the music just blaring and me just rejoicing that I had time for myself. Yeah. And then... Paul started working in the evenings on Wednesdays and usually school would start on a Wednesday for the kids because as they got older and my first day of school morning ritual was out the door. I would be so irritated because he would be home. Now we love spending time together and being together, but you do need time Mm -hmm. for yourself. Even for me who I don't like being alone, I do need time to myself yeah. to recharge my battery. Yeah. I don't like to go off and spend the night at a hotel somewhere recharging my battery or on the beach. Well, okay, I love the <laughs> beach, but if I'm going to the beach, I, I don't want to be there by sure. myself. Sure. So I think it's a natural part yeah. of everybody's wiring to need some downtime, just some time to recharge for themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's healthy and good. Yeah. This becomes problematic when you become unbalanced in that. And so you would rather be alone. Right. Most of the time, you actually are avoiding or withdrawing from your spouse. Or even worse, you are starting to redirect some of your emotional, relational, sexual energy towards somebody else. Mm-hmm. That now major red flags, all sorts of problems. That's a recipe for disaster. Right. But that's not what is happening in this email here. 
this is just the normal. I've been around my spouse too much and they're bugging the crap out of me and I need a little bit of time to myself. There's a lot of myths that the world sells us about what a relationship should look like. I mean, we watch every romantic comedy out there and you're supposed <laughs> to be cuddled up and sleeping uh, in each other's arms for years after you get married and that signifies some sort of deep, true love. It's miserable to sleep in each other's arms. You are lumpy and uncomfortable to lay next to. And my arm gets a cramp and you snore in my ear. No, you snore in my ear and you twitch and you pinch me and you kick me. This is why we have a huge bed. We have a California King bed and you're in your zip code and I'm in my zip code. And every night we kiss each other goodnight and we snuggle for about 10 minutes. And then we go to our own sides and we get a good night's sleep. Most of the nights, <laughs> except you're when you're cold and you you know sleep. Then I sleep on, on top your of me. half of the bed. Man, it drives me crazy sometimes, <laughs> but not much. Like you don't have to fall asleep in each other's arms. No. There's a practicality to it. Doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means I want a good night's sleep. Right. And that is okay, and that's appropriate. So. I would caution people to not let the media, not let society, not let culture dictate what is good or bad behaviors, especially the media. Do not judge your relationship based upon the latest TV series or movie characters and what they're doing. Because it's easy to live life when you have a script written for you and it rarely reflects life accurately right so for the person who wrote this in i would say you're absolutely okay the best thing you can do though is how you get that time away so if you just ghost your partner or you even lie to them and say i don't feel good so the person will go off and do their own thing and then you actually feel fine so you can go do your own that's bad news Right. Instead, just say, I love you very much, but I need two hours by myself. I'm going for a drive. I'm going for a walk and I'll see you when I get back because right. I just need to recharge my batteries and be very clear about it. Now, if their spouse is intimidated by that, hurt by that because their expectations is they will do everything together. Now you have to have a conversation about expectations sure. and what is healthy and what's good. But, but that, that's easily solved with a couple of good conversations. Right. And I don't think that that sounds like the case in this. No. It just sounds like they got married and then COVID hit yep. and they've just been stuck yep. at home. And now they need to be intentional about mm-hmm. finding ways to connect yep. and enjoy being around each other yep. without getting annoyed with each other. I mean, we get annoyed with sure. each other. That's that's just normal. And I I think the concern there is we've only been married a year. Yeah. If I could encourage the other portion of that email that was read, which is we just run out of things to talk about. Uh That's actually a developed skill in relationships where you can learn how to get past the maintenance talk. What's for dinner? Right. And you can move into here's what we're having for dinner. And now the why. Why do you like this dinner? Why? What memories does this stir up? Why don't you like this? Why do you enjoy this show? Why do you want to do this? What's your goals for the future? I mean, when you start to ask a lot of the why, that now is about intimacy and vulnerability and discovering things about each other. You and I took a road trip two days ago uh, up to Astoria. And on the way home, we had a two-hour drive home. And we spent... 
probably two thirds of it. Yeah. Having in-depth conversation about, again, finding your flavors. What makes you tick? Who are you now as a 50-year-old woman? You're not the same as you were when we got married. You're not going to be the same as you are when we are 10 years, 20 years from now. And so who are you now? And it was really actually an enjoyable conversation to have with you on the way home. It was. And, you know, what I liked about it, too, was the fact that you were asking me questions, learning more about me. I mean, you know a lot about me, but yeah. like you said, I'm not who I was and I'm not who I will be. Right. Who am I now? Yeah. And they were questions that I hadn't really thought about and that I didn't know the answers to. And having you ask all these different questions really made me go, oh, okay, I understand myself a little bit better. Hmm, maybe I do like this and maybe I don't like that. And yeah. and not just asking me the questions, but okay, so you so you choose this or you like this. How does it make you feel or why do you like that? Getting beyond just the top layer. Yeah. And it was For a sure. really the time went so fast. Normally when we have a two hour, two and a half hour car drive, I'm just like, okay, are we done with the drive yet? Paul loves to drive. I don't enjoy it so much. So it made the time go fast and it just made me feel like, ah, oh, I just feel good being with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were connection. We were intimate. We were vulnerable. We had yeah. connection. You're right. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> it it will kill. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man. Yep. No, it was a good conversation for sure. For sure. This is a good topic to bring up in especially the COVID world right right now. Date night and your spouse just driving you crazy because they're in your space for too long. And we know because someone's emailed this into us that they're not the only one. And if you're listening to this and you're going, that is exactly us. My spouse is driving me crazy or we haven't been on a date in six months. And you're going, yeah, we need to get some more tools. We need to get some more ideas. We need some help in our marriage and you don't know where to start. We send everyone to securemarriage.com. On there, we actually have a little free quiz. Helps you rank you on the six parts of the secure marriage framework so you can figure out where you need to start working on your relationship. And then if those quizzes and the little free courses that come after that actually trigger some conversation or more questions, you can actually send an email to me, paul at securemarriage.com or I'm my much smarter wife, Shannon at securemarriage.com and we would be glad to answer a question on a podcast just like we did with this person who wrote in to us a couple days ago. So that's why we do this. We want to help yep. people get their marriages better. Yep, we do. One podcast at a time. Other than that, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time, I think. All right. Okie doke. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.